0: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in be smoke. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. We keep
1: it. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by the Bayesian sensation, young Carl, fresh off the beach, fresh off the, the, the plane. Fresh. Back in the, the the mitten. Uh yeah, back with us man and uh as uh, of always join sun joined I believe remote from sunny
0: Miami. Hey I'm taking my I'm taking my talent down to South Beach and I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know <laughs> if I'm coming he back. He took his talent to South
1: Beach.
0: So, <laughs> I don't know if I'm coming back to Michigan. You ain't coming back to
1: Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. He's sitting down there in the uh, in the Rich Carlton on South Beach while the rest of us work. Uh, so yeah, no shout out to E. And listen, man, um, you know our apologies. I'm working though, see? Huh?
0: I'm working. I want them to think I'm just on the. I didn't, start I didn't on say beach. what you was doing. Now if you working. got a guilty <laughs> conscience, that's on
1: you. You know what I'm saying? If you got a guilty conscience because the rest of us still, you know, going hard while you on the beach, that's on you, player. Um, I went hard first, and then I oh, went. hard. okay, to the beach. got you. Go well, ahead. You know, you, at least you, uh, at least you got your beach body ready down there. You know what I'm saying? You got the six pack out on no them, or doubt. what? Did you go bare? Well, Two point five. Did you
0: go bare? Two point five. Yeah, two point five. Ah, well, the speed, speedo, at, at least the speedo. You got the speedo? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I have some Michigan State, Michigan State football uh, 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 shorts. No. Hey, Martin no said you float on the beach with your leopards
1: Oh <laughs> uh, man, no. Let's get into it, guys. Um, really quick, uh, man. Apologies for us missing last week, and I'll just be straight up with you guys. Um, you know, we had recorded something that we, you know, we wanted to put out. It was full of Kevin Durant and some other stuff and just kind of our opinions on that. And then uh, with the events that transpired um, in, in the country, you know, those few days, Wednesday, Thursday um, and, and Friday, you know, we, we just didn't think it would be appropriate, you know, to put that out at that time without having recorded another one. Uh, Carl was in Barbados. He was out of town in New York, and I was kind of the only one who was like here. So we didn't want to put the podcast out in its original format and you know cuz we had pre-recorded it and didn't want you guys uh you know thinking that you know we weren't paying attention to you know what's going on in the news and so today man um you know we will touch on it we're not going to spend the whole episode talking about it but we will touch on it and you know how we do guys you guys know that we are solutions oriented and I think Carl could probably speak for the fact that since we met E and since we started this company, you know, we understand that there are challenges. We really do. You know we're, No, we're not oblivious to what's going on. We know what's going on. And so what we've done and what Eric has instilled in us, you see, I was called him Eric. That's how you know it's serious. What E.T. has instilled in us is that, OK, you know, there's a problem. Now, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do about The problem, whatever that is, like even like Carl can probably attest to the fact that even within our marriages, right? There was issues, Carl, that you might have had with, you know, Tamisha or I might have had with Candace where he was kind of like, yo, miss me with the sob story. Miss me with the complaining about it. What are you going to do to fix it? And so I think we've always taken a very proactive approach to everything that's going on in the community. So when we saw what happened last week you know devastated of course all of us i mean we got me carl and E have a group text message and usually it's pretty lighthearted. and you know for a few days there we were just like wow you know what i mean like we we saw it just like everybody else devastated just like everybody else and it seemed like it just kept getting worse and you know the one thing that you know i want to talk about today is for real solutions because that's what you know how we were raised if you will was you know to kind of talk about the solution and so it kills me when you know, everybody, you, you, you can do all the posting, you can, you know, you can, whatever you want to do, vent your frustrations, everything, but at the end of the day, what are you going to do, right? And another thing that I'm looking at is like, you know, we, we posted, you know, and I'll let E kind of speak on the Instagram post, but we kind of posted, you know, our thoughts, that's the thing you have to do, like everybody has to post something, like if you don't post something on Instagram to show that you're paying attention, You know, you're a terrible human being. And I think it's worse even for celebrities, like everybody's waiting on their tweets and their posts. And I think it's kind of crazy because for me, I'm like, I've never looked to somebody else to see, okay, how should I be feeling? And I've never waited on anybody else to provide a solution so that I could provide a solution. And so the way I said it to when people were calling my phone because we were out of town, we didn't do the podcast, we didn't post anything, you know, initially, you know, and, be, and that's because he was out of town and, you know, still getting his thoughts together and everything, you know, we didn't want to just, oh my God, you know, we're going to post something up just to make everybody feel good. But the thing I, you know, told people when they asked me, well, what should we do? I said, well, what do you do? Right? In a situation like this, when, when this type of devastation is happening, people always say, like, what are you going to do? What you? And I say, do what you do. If, you, if you're an artist, like, paint something. You know what I'm saying? Paint a mural that can inspire people. If you're if you're a singer or a rapper like make a song that will inspire people if you're a chef like cook something for the local kids in the community like what we do is inspire and motivate and teach and so that is where we use our gifts like if we were judges if I was a judge. I would be, you know, giving greater sentences to those who were, you know, wronged and making sure that people didn't get sentences that didn't match the crime. If I was a politician, I'd be working to change laws so that, you know, whatever, you know, we, we could make these changes. We are none of those things. And so what we are as ETA is we motivate and inspire the world to be better. And so when people, it, it's funny when people ask, well, what are you guys doing or what are you going to do? We're gonna do what God gave us the gift to do like I'm not like what, what am I you want me to run out and you know Start being a politician and stumping on you know, uh Capitol Hill. That's not what we do That's not where our gift is And so I think if everybody was stop looking to everybody else to say what should I do in this situation? Tell me what to do should I do this should I do that? Whatever you can do whatever's in your hands to do Can you go down to a local elementary school and start teaching these kids to read and, and I heard people saying no CJ? It's not about that. People getting killed in the street. We're trying to educate. I said, absolutely. Which is why our next generation, you know, especially if African-Americans needs to be even more prepared because we need more lawyers. We need more politicians. We need more judges. We need more teachers so that we can take these kids to the next level so that we have decision makers in place. So that some of these things that are happening don't go unpunished so that some of these things that are happening aren't. We don't have the grave injustice that we see sometimes because we're not represented enough. So that is how we are addressing the problem. I just want to know from everybody else. How are you addressing the problem? What are you using your gifts for? You may not even like to speak. So why are you worried about what Eric Thomas is going to do? Because that's what he does with his gift. He speaks. And so I'll let you kind of talk about the Instagram post. But he posted, for those of you who haven't gone to Instagram, go to Instagram, ET the Hip Hop Preacher, go on Instagram and, you know, back, I don't know, five or six days and look at the post. Matter of fact, let, let me read it. E. Let, if, if I could do that. Let me read it, because I want to make sure people who are listening to this um, have context for, you know, what we're talking about. So it makes sense. But it was funny because, you know, I, I had talked to e and, you know, he was like, man, he was like, he, he was like, I'm same as you. See, everybody keep hitting me up and I'm kind of confused because I've been doing this for so long. I've been doing this for 25 years. So, you know, when people ask me what I'm going what am I going to do, I'm going to continue to do what I've always done. And so um, the picture of the post is a picture of E with a BTC shirt on, which is Break the Cycle, which is, you know, the old, you know, nonprofit that we had when I initially met E, that he had for years and years and years. And so it was, I don't know how many years ago, but m- m- long before I've known Eric and I- I've known E 10 years now. And so this must've been 15, 16, 17 years ago. There's a picture on the top with E and he's speaking to some kids. And then there was a picture from the Saturday before the first um, murder um, and on the bottom. And so there's two pictures and both pictures. He's with the kids in the community. You can tell he's you know, giving back, doing what he does. And the post said, Everybody keeps asking me what I think. I think the same thing I thought 25 years ago when I started my work in the community. I knew something needed to be done, and more specifically, I knew I had to be a part of the solution. By spending time in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and juvenile just- justice facilities, I'm giving back. And by creating and releasing over well over 500. creating and releasing well over 500 motivational inspirational videos, I chose to follow the example of our ancestors with more action and less talk. Am I grieving? Absolutely. But the grief pushed me into action long before the anguish, sadness, and horror of the last 48 hours that unfolded. I'm not a politician, mayor, police chief, detective, or a judge. I use my gifts to push people towards leading a phenomenal life. What are you allowing your grief and gifts to produce? Here's a pic from almost 20 years ago. Followed by another from last weekend before the latest tra- tragedies discouraged, but not defeated ET. And so with that being said, e, I, I said my piece, um, you can kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, well, the first thing I want to say, C, I think is important Carl is we, we can't allow uh, this devastation to divide us. And I think that's the biggest problem. I think what I'm running across is everybody who believes we should March believes everybody should March. You know, everybody who believes uh, in legislation it believes that everybody should be involved in legislation, you know, and so I, w- I want us to be careful that we do not allow this devastation to divide us, but that we allow the devastation to unite us. And what I mean by that is Martin Luther King decided to march. He decided to lead sit-ins. Uh, he decided in prison to use the pen also as a mighty tool for injustice. Uh, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman—they um, they chose a different route. Harriet Tubman specifically chose to physically lead people from the South to the North. Uh, 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 people like Thurgood Marshall did it, in, from a legislative platform. Uh, people like Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois did it from an educational standpoint. So, so I think we ought to, we ought to be very cautious about uh, believing that because. You have a certain way that you believe that the injustice that should be fought, that now you believe that everybody should fight it the way you're fighting it. Right. And that 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 is ignorant. Uh, and it's and, and it's unfair uh, to people who are fighting in their own way. You know, so I, I want to say that first and foremost, we cannot uh, disrespect or disregard uh, the way people decide you know, to fight. You know, and as long as individuals are a part of the solution and not a part of the problem, we can't, um, we, we can't, we, we can't say how they should go about doing that, all right? Uh, the other thing I want to say that I think is very important, see, is that people have to understand that, you know, like you said, man, I've been doing this since I was 13 years old. Somebody asked me, ET, what are you going to do vocally? I'm not going to do anything vocally. All right, I'm not gonna do anything vocally, that's not, and and when I say vocal, see, I mean, you know, how, uh, what they mean vocally, like the platform, like me getting on YouTube or getting on, you know, some other social media platform and talking about what I'm gonna do, it's not necessary. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so, again, since I was 13 years old, I was a part of a voter registration initiative. My mother had me not only involved in that initiative, but I was also studying candidates and understanding how I could use my vote and encouraging other people to vote to bring about change. You know, uh, when I was in college, I started a a personal and spiritual development program that lasted over 10 years. matter of fact, it's still going on at the university level now. You know, after that, see, I was teaching a GED program and helping some disadvantaged students get their GEDs and then going off to college, you know. Came to Michigan State, we run an Advantage program, an initiative that helps kids from the inner city uh, matriculate uh, and, um, and, and uh, graduate from the university level. Now, uh, we're in a position where we have interns every year, where we're giving jobs, you know. So, guys, we've been, we've been doing this thing, and not, not just one injustice. For those of you who are not familiar with TGIM, which is a weekly motivational series, that, that was actually birthed after the economy went down. After uh, people lost their jobs in Detroit, when the unemployment rate was sky high in our communities, we we came out with TGIM to address that particular issue. So we haven't just jumped on one issue. All, all the issues that are relevant, uh, to the people that you know we're trying to uh, assist in this country, we've been doing it. You know, so for, so when I read those, you know, what are you doing vocally? E? I'm like, bro. We got interns. We're giving people jobs. We're connecting people with major networks. We're connecting them with uh, kids who want to be agents with the NBA and the NFL. We're educating. You know, we're we're changing lives. So, which is what we uh, do. I, I just, you,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, which that, is what my point was. Is like, that's our gift. Like, that's what we're um, sweet at. Like, that's where we're LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is what we are supposed to be doing, and that's how we're supposed to be using our gift. My point to whoever's listening and, and beyond is. What is your gift and what can you do?
0: Yeah, and what are you doing? For the solution, see? For the solution. For the solution. And, and listen, and, and I'm everybody, say this too.
1: and I'll say it again everybody has to play a role in this. Everybody.
2: Hey, really, really quick, yeah, I know you're still going, but I saw one post, of course, you know, everybody was writing you this and that and that. And I saw one post that stuck out to me, and it was this one guy, and he said, simply, he was like, I think that we should do again, still in the concept of education, but he simply said, I think the, the line of work that police are in, I don't think people realize how traumatic it is. And I was like, okay, this dude is thinking different. Let me just kind of read what he's saying. He's saying, at the end of what he said was the the the, the whole punchline was he thinks that after so many months or maybe a year or two years, three years, whatever you know, is the, the right time frame police should have some kind of detox the officers because you could just imagine they're going through a lot you know what I mean like you know you can't imagine the kind of stuff that they're seeing on a day-to-day basis now no excusing you know if, if it's wrong it's wrong don't get me wrong but he was saying I was just geeked that somebody was giving us a, a potential solution like, absolutely why we're are not we're, asking
0: a series of questions. We're not well, yeah, asking no, questions
2: and
1: I think I mean even deeper than that though Carl I'm saying initially the problem that I feel like we're having is you have people policing a community in which they don't belong or have never, you know, come from. Right. True. And yep. so you don't belong yep. to that particular community. So let's just say I'm a white officer and I, you know, haven't really spent much time around, you know, black people or the black community for that matter. You, you don't know and understand the community in the way that an officer would have had they been in the community on a regular basis and know the community. Right. And so what mm-hmm. happens is we say I, I see people all the time saying we need more African-American police in the African-American neighborhoods. Well, the problem is it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy now that there are no black kids that want to be police officers because the, the relationship with the police and the black community is so damaged. So who grows up saying they want to be a police officer anymore if, if you don't view the police in a favorable light? Right. We don't have that. And so what we need is we need retraining on these type of things. I saw a post that said, you know, this is how different, you know, the 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 first initial incident might have went had it been a community police officer who knew the area when they said, you know, Alton is outside, you know, or somebody's outside this particular store selling CDs. You know, they're saying he's acting erratically. Please go check on it. What if the officer would have radioed back and said, hey, I'm on my way over there. That's Alton. He's cool with the guy who owns the store, usually a pretty mild-mannered dude. Let me go over here and check this out. How different do you think that situation might have played out? Like, why didn't these officers know him if he stood outside of that store every single day, all day, they said, selling his CDs? The owner was cool with that, but yet the police apparently never saw this guy before. And so... When you don't have the the, the type of interactions with the community, then that leads to hostile situations when you have people who don't understand each other dealing with each other at that heightened sense. And then you have a white officer who the only time he gets called is to bad situations like i don't know if they call nine one one and say hey you know this kid just got an academic award down at the preschool you hurry up and get down here it's always like yo my man's got a gun he got a knife they about to shoot they about to kill they about to stab somebody got raped and it's all of these bad things and that's the only experience you have with that community so now every time you run into a situation whether it be life-threatening or not you're on life-threatening alert and you're Mm -hmm. making hostile decisions that don't make sense so I, so, I think it is a systemic issue from the start of the issue. And that is just something that has to be addressed. And y'all know I get passionate about it, right? And, and, and to those listening, most of you know, I, I just, you know, racism to me, I mean, I'm gonna just be real. It's the craziest thing in the world, just being half white and half black. My mom is white, my dad is black. I'm close to my white side of the family, I mean super close and close to my black side of the family, although I do identify as a black man in America, I do have a dual experience just in terms of, you know, family atmosphere, but obviously, you know, the way I'm seen through the world is as a black male, and the thing that, you know, we must understand is, yo, like, for everybody listening to me, listen, racism is real, there are, people who are still racist, which is the craziest thing in the world to me. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. But the racism still exists, and there are people who still don't like people because of the color of their skin. In 2016, it is not a myth. I said before on a podcast that if you're white, you don't get to decide whether racism, racism is real or not. And the reason you don't get to decide is because you don't have the experience, and there's no way to recreate that experience for you. Right. And now it's the craziest thing to me, because think about this, guys. My grandmother, who is a German Catholic white woman, she's dead now. My grandmother was nervous about my mom dating my dad and was upset by it. And not necessarily because she was racist, although she obviously, you know, wasn't thrilled about the situation, but because she was worried about what people would think about her daughter marrying a black woman man and, and, and how the world would view them and how tough they were going to have it, right? And I remember before my grandmother passed, I remember my grandmother apologizing to my dad and saying, wow, I'm closer to you than I am all my own kids. And my grandma had, you know, 10 kids. And she was saying, I'm closer to you than I am to my biological sons. And I'm so sorry for ever feeling like this. And so we have a situation in this world where it is real, like what the the the, the things that, Blacks are in african-americans in this country are feeling are real like I told the story like yo, I've been pulled over and had guns drawn on me for absolutely no reason I have as a black male in this country now has it happened every single time I got pulled over by the police Absolutely not, but there are real experiences that people are going through and they're threatened by these things And that's why if you if you disagree with it. I don't care if you're white black Hispanic. It doesn't matter it does not matter. If you disagree with it, you have to do your part in whatever you can do to stand up against it. E, if I'm not mistaken, when the social rights, uh, uh, civil rights movement happened, things really went to another level when it was caught on TV, some of the injustices. And, and then a lot of the white people started to step in and be like, yo, this is getting ridiculous. We don't agree with this. And things went to another level after that. So if you're sitting around saying, wow, you know, th- they're really going through it and this seems really bad... You have to be able to step up and just do your part in your own space I'm not telling you you have to get on you know TV and go you know give a big speech But
0: I'm saying whatever you can do in your space whatever your gift is use that And here's what I'm saying see again I'm I know I'm a little older than a lot of these young people who are questioning me about you know being vocal But listen to me. This is not new Now it may be new to you right right because you saw it on Facebook Because you saw it on Instagram because you saw it on Twitter. This is Something that is a part of the American experience, right? right? And and I say the American experience because I've been to Australia and 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 it is not a reality in Australia I've been to Canada. It's not a reality in Canada But what I'm saying to those of you who are who are questioning people number one do your part and then do me a huge favor Don't do your part during this time frame only if you're going to if, if you're if you're going to do something do it Do it for the next uh, 365 days do it for the next five years do it for the next 10 years and I'm not bragging But I have been working over 20 years to help create Solutions for this problem. So 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 uh, Excuse me if I'm not as vocal but I can show you kids who've graduated from high school and who've graduated from college and who are now in the professional realm, who work with President, uh, in the cabinet with President Barack Obama, kids who are in the NFL, in the NBA, kids who are working at your local um, rental car or local high schools or middle schools. We can show you the young people who we've provided programs, initiatives for and who are now productive citizens Right now in the United States of America. So do me a favor. Don't don't do this for six months and question me. And I've been doing it for over twenty years. Don't 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 look for my comments on Instagram. My comments will happen uh, in the office where we're helping these interns. My 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 vocalness will happen uh, when I'm invited to speak to police and to the military. See see see. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying go on YouTube. We 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 have been invited to the military. We've been invited to talk to police. Officers. Like this isn't something we just start doing. Because it became important to you today this has been important to me since I was 13 14 years old
1: Yeah, no doubt man, and I think you know as we go through this man the the more people that stand up and say yo This is not right, you know, it's the the further we will be along in the mission And you know like I said man for me just the craziest experience like can you imagine people being racist towards you? When you half white and half black, you know what I mean like Imagine the feeling I get, like, you know, you know my, and this is like, this is why I say it's real, like, my brother had picked me up from the airport, and this was like, you know, a couple years ago, and we picked me up from the airport, and we're driving down 96, headed back to Lansing, and there's a uh, uh, police officer has got somebody pulled over on the side of the road and on the right-hand shoulder, so of course, you know, you get over to the left-hand lane, so two lanes, we get over to the left-hand lane to give them, you know, more space, a little bit more buffer room on that side. And the guy and, and the police officer is walking back to his cruiser, and I see him look dead at us. You know, you rubberneck a little bit when you see somebody got pulled over. Hey, what are they doing? What happened? You know, whatever. And I'm looking, and we like he looked at me, and I looked at him, and we saw each other. And we kept driving. I didn't think anything of it. And about maybe two minutes later, literally, he pulls us over. He's up, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my brother. I'm like, he's like, yo, I got the cruise set at 70. Speed limit 70 miles an hour, and we both had our seat belts on. I'm like, yo, what's the deal? My man approaches my side of the car, super aggressive, like, where are you going? Where are you headed? I'm like, whoa, what? I'm like, bruh, relax. He's like, where are you coming from? I was like, my brother just picked me up from the airport. And so he was like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I was like, no, I honestly don't. He was like, you have a crack in the windshield. And and I'm not even going to front. Like I said, I don't condone anybody doing this, but I let my man have it. Like, I, literally, I, was, I was so hurt. I was like, bro, you mean to tell me we going 70 miles an hour, two lanes away, on the freeway, in the middle of the day, and you saw a tiny crack like this in the windshield? My man was like, that's why I pulled you over. It's illegal to have that license and registration, everything. We gave mind you, we gave him all of our stuff. He came back to the car, and I, I let him have a piece of my mind. Like, I literally, you know, let my man have it. I was like, yo... I I, I took it, you know what I'm saying, you hate to be that dude, but I took it like, I have a master's degree from Michigan State University, you know what I mean, I let my man have it, and um, you know he was like, well how am I supposed to know, for all I know you could have been on your way to the Capitol to blow the uh, Capitol building up I was like, wow, but that is the type of mentality I'm talking about, and you guys understand something, I'm the president of a multi-million dollar company we have built uh, a, a company that's impact Millions of people across the globe. I've been to Australia three times. We've toured in London like do you understand like and I'm getting profiled in this manner like so imagine Kids who come from a different community and don't have a voice at all Imagine the way in which they're being treated. I'm being treated like this in my hometown where I'm like kind of a prominent figure I'm not saying I'm a huge deal, but a big enough and I'm being treated in this way and so like I said, like, it's real, guys. That's the thing that people need to know. It is real. No, Like, nobody's making up injustices. Like, I'm, like I said, I have a half-white, half-black experience fully. I have no reason to try to play up anything. And that's not the only time it's happened. So, like I said, for me, I guess... If more people would step up and acknowledge it and I think you know because we have come so far I think a lot of people think okay it's gone you know obviously blacks can come in the restaurant and sit next to me and they can sit at the front of the bus and it doesn't you know what I mean so the ov- the super overt might be gone in a certain way and people think okay we don't need to do anything any- anymore but the reality of the situation is there are still injustices that persist in our community that we have got we have got to as a community everybody together say yo, this is wrong and we're not standing for it. And so, um, yeah, if you guys got anything else, I mean, I don't, I don't want to spend the whole podcast. No, no, you know, I'm can go 10 that's podcasts it. straight. Oh, yeah, no, no. You know what no. I'm yeah, saying? That's neither here nor yeah. there. No, no, I think no, it no. just hits me, guys, just because, yeah. like I said, my experience. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I grew up in Lansing. Lansing, like, for those of you who don't know, look it up. Like, Lansing, my hometown, Lansing, Michigan, is the mixed white black capital of the world. Like so I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but mulatto, which is, you know, half white, half black, there are more mulatto people in Lansing, Michigan per capita than any other place in the world. And like, yo, I was like when I read that, I was like, wow, because I remember Candace, you know, she came from Detroit. Detroit like ninety nine percent black. And she was like she was like uh volunteering at a, a middle school or a elementary school in Lansing, and she was like, Yo, do you know every single kid in my entire class is brown, like with curly hair? And I was like, Welcome to Lansing, and and so, you know, I grew up in a space where there really was no such thing as racism, to be honest with you, like, like in my own community, like there wasn't a lot of racism, like everybody worked for, you know, GM, you know, everybody worked at the plant, everybody made around the same amount of money, like it, there wasn't this huge um, dichotomy that, you know, persists in some of these other communities, so Growing up like that, having white neighbors, black neighbors, white family, Christmas parties, black family, like I never saw a color like that. So when I got outside of that environment and those things started to happen to me and I said, whoa, like the rest of the world is not like this place. There's some things wrong and, you know, those things are still wrong, man. And, um, yeah, so whatever so you, you can t- do. You're
2: taking me back. You, I was going to say, see, I mean, just to recap, you're taking me back, see, because, I mean, you could understand the perspective that I have growing up in Barbados. Mm-hmm. It's a like 99.9% black country. I remember a couple kids except coming the tours. down. Except the tours. You know what I'm saying? Literally, except mm-hmm. the tours. I remember seeing, literally, I could probably count on my hand the amount of white kids at our school, but we, it was you never even knew that they were a white kid. Like, it was just n- such a non-issue So imagine me transitioning to up here. And I'll share one story, See, because you took me back there. I was walking Saturday afternoon outside beautiful summer day in Michigan. I'm walking. There's an overpass that was kind of close to the apartment that I stayed at. And I'm walking down there just, you know, just enjoying the nice afternoon. And I promise you guys, it's the weirdest. I just had this weird feeling about me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going home. Literally. I'm like, you know what? Let me just turn around and go home. I was probably about 15 minutes from, from where I lived. I hear a police car, like I hear the siren coming, and I, I can't, that intuition, I got this feeling like, yo, something's weird, like what's happening? Like, I just got this feeling like, yo, this police siren has something to do with me, I have no idea what's happening, but I can't see the car, I can hear it, but I'm going through all these emotions. And again, you gotta understand, like CJ saying we're in Lansing, so it's like, it's, it's just so weird, this is probably like 10 years ago. I am walking and this cop jumps out of the car. I mean, he pulls up, comes down, Sirene Blair and pulls up, jumps out the car, literally pushes me on the front of the car, makes me put my hands behind my back. And he asks me, what am I doing? And I'm just clueless right now. Like, of course, intimidated. I'm not used to this. So I'm completely intimidated. I'm like, what do you mean? What am I? I'm walking. And he, this, uh, the most aggression I've felt from somebody that I've never met. I ain't never been in no fights or nothing like that. For real, for real. My brother was older, so, like, he fought all the fights. I could just sit there and watch. But, like, this one was, it was, like, that level of aggression. Like, I'm like, yo, what's happening? A second cop car pulls up and a lady jumps out. Now, he's talking to me and he's asking me questions. And I'm answering, you know, to the best of my, my ability. And I'm just trying to figure out what is happening. So the lady jumps out. He tells me, do not move. He jumps back into the car. He takes my ID, and he's, of course, you know, doing whatever. He's looking up, whatever. I asked the lady, like, yo, what's happening? She says to me, somebody radioed in that it looks like there's a jumper uh, over on the uh, the overpass. And that that's the report we heard, so we just came to check oh, it wow. out. Oh, wow.
1: But here here go my thing. Goodness. Do you gracious. understand if I was about to jump that's that's a, that's a, hell of a way to treat a, a man who about to jump off the bridge like I'm about to jump off right, a bridge and you come
2: me at me with that level of aggression. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. So for like, so yo, me you could understand. Come with the TLC. It's the weirdest dynamic for me to think about it and and back to what you said. See, I think Just, just training is just, I I don't know how you would go about doing it. And well, here's, here's one other question I got to ask you guys. What are the
0: criteria for becoming a police officer? Yeah, and, and, and again, that's huge. That's something we could be talking about forever. But I did hear someone recently say that the criteria for a doctor, the criteria for a lawyer, you know, is super duper intense. And that for whatever reason in our country, not it's not, equi- it's, not e- it's not equivalent not equal to it's not greater you know and that is definitely something but I, I go back to this guys because again like you guys know I'm a solution oriented person I go back to this for those of you who have felt the injustice in every any way you felt it vicariously through someone, you've personally experienced it this is why we have to be in it for the long haul because anytime you talk about changing a paradigm or culture, that's anything football, uh, corporate America, uh, in your personal life, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, a world issue, you know, or an American issue is not something that's going to happen in a week or two weeks or three weeks, you know, uh, it's something that is going to require time. Now, I will say this though, and I'm going to be honest, and I know some people, you know, will, will probably debate me, but we have had some progress and we will continue to have progress. Remember what I told you where you're. Focus goes your energy flows and we know countless of students who would not have graduated from Michigan State University Had we not had our program, you know, we know um, Thousands upon thousands of people who've watched TGIM and have been inspired to go back and get their degree go back fought cancer You know fought depression and suicide so so what we cannot do is allow the actions of those individuals who are not you know or who do not have our mindset and who do not understand life as we know it We cannot allow them to make us look at everything as a dark cloud and nothing positive is happening And there's no hope and you know what no we cannot we there let me tell y'all something we have a we have A, 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 a number of people out there, you know who do not represent a number of people who? Uh, do not understand our vision and you know ahead of our direction but we believe that so much has happened since. We could just tell you as, as, a, as a company, a minority company, we'll just tell you how blessed we are and what opportunities we've had, you know, with C uh, going to college, uh, Carl being able to go to college, I'm able to go, our, my children, you know, so we, we do want you to be hopeful. We don't want people to, um, you know, to think that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, that we're not gonna be able to get through this that this is too devastating, that here we go again. No, Uh, in the the words of Dr. Martin Luther King and in the words of the Negro spiritual, we have, you know, in many regards overcome. Do we have some more overcoming to do? Absolutely, we do as a country. But from this ETA family, listen to me, do not give up, do not give in. If you are a solution-oriented person, just don't give me six weeks to a month. Let's continue to fight as long yeah. as there's breath in yep. your nostrils. And I That's still
1: believe, E, that, that, that most and police officers and people alike, humans alike, I still believe in the good of all humans, most Absolutely. police officers yeah. are great police officers and really intend yeah. to do their job at a high level and care about people and respect people and all of those things. And to all those people who saying, oh, forget the police, all of that, like for real, the actions of a few cannot dictate what you feel about them as a whole. Just like you don't want when one bruh go in and rob a store and acting yeah, crazy. Just like you yeah. don't want them to say that's how all black males are. We can't turn around and do the same thing to the police when uh, some bad apples, you know, make some bad choices and then put that all on them. We can't do it. Like 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 be for real. So. Um, e, I, I love what you said there, for real. We we are optimistic. We're just a glass half full kind of kind of company, yeah. kind of people, and we're gonna keep pushing forward, man, and, and trying working, to spread yeah. light and being yeah, positive yeah, yeah. as yeah. we can. And um, so yeah, man, that's that's it. I think that'll wrap it up for that, guys. We still have you know some things that we want to get to. Um, you know, I had a ton of stuff. You know, now that we missed a week, uh, we got to jump into some other stuff. But um, each one teach one, each one reach one. You know what I mean? Keep, let's keep pushing this thing forward, man. Be positive, spread love. Um, real quick, let's go to, let's jump into Ask ET a little early. Um, we have a ton of questions you know, in the inbox because it you know, built up over two weeks. But let's go to Ask ET, and Ask ET is uh, brought to you by breatheuniversity.com. Uh, of course, you guys know what we're doing at BU. Just some amazing things. Um, we are literally going to the next level. Carl, light speed, how how long, what's the update, give us the update on when we gonna even go to another level.
2: Hey, we are less than, potentially less than a week away. We got one or two little things we are working on, but potentially less than a week away from the biggest upgrade Boom! that we've done as a company. So I'm telling y'all, if you if if you thought about BU last year or the year before, I'd have excused you. But now we got two two years in the game, and I'm telling you, we understand oh, it. We, we know what we're doing, and we're hitting that stride. And we putting we putting our own money up in it. So I'm telling oh, y'all, yeah. no, listen, y- man, yeah. I'm
1: gonna I'm just get some testimonials for one of these podcasts, so y'all can hear the people who are going to the next level in their business life, entrepreneurial life, man. we bringing in the experts from all over the place. It's crazy. Um, so check us out at breatheuniversity.com. Carl, is the promo code still valid? We still
2: going, BU special, all lowercase, letter B, letter U, special.
1: All lowercase, and you get, uh, what is it, 50% off the first month? Yes, sir. All right, so go check that out at breatheuniversity.com. Also, really quick to note, uh, ATL, Atlanta, we are live. August 6th. Please, please, please join us August 6th. And listen, if you've never been to a conference or if you've been and you want to come again, this would be a great conference for you to come to. Why? Because we're doing the walk, run 5K in the morning with Patchwork Studios. You guys know the studio that produced the Dr. Thomas album. We're doing a 5K for charity, so if you wanna get your run on with ET, he said he gonna run it in about 15 minutes, three miles. Mm -hmm. He going five (laughs) minute miles (laughs) straight. So if you (laughs) think you could beat ET out, the new and improved ET, he going 15 minutes Uh, on the 5K. But August sixth. Oh, okay. Listen to me. August Well, whose body, huh? see? <laughs> well whose I, body? I don't know how to say all that. If you got if you have a stand-in <laughs> runner, then you, that's what you got. But I'm letting you know you said 15. Um, so okay, August sixth, okay. guys, in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets are on sale right now. If you go to our website, etinspires.com, um, you get a discount off of the admission to our conference that evening if you uh, purchase um, the tickets in the combo pack with that and the 5K, there's a discount on the tickets. But we will be August 6th. I think it's eight o'clock in the morning. We're gonna do the 5K. You're gonna run it for whoever you feel the need to run it for. It's gonna be amazing. And then that evening, we're going in with the conference. We're gonna bringing you guys some, some great information on the Average Skill Phenomenal Wheel Tour conference stop is going to be crazy. Make sure you come out. Atlanta is a easy airport to fly into, usually some really cheap flights. So if you've been waiting on us to come to your city and we have not been there yet, fly into Atlanta. Do the 5K with us. If you're saying, there's no way I can do a 5K. It's only three miles. You can walk it. You know, I'll probably be walking. And guys, don't think I'm lazy. My wife just had the baby. We can't run yet. So we're going to walk the 5K. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hold on. Y'all think I got ill I like the behind that. Hold up. I like the excuse. Hold up. A- am I sensing hey, a, little, uh, uh, no, a no. little disbelief here? No, no. Can can I got to leave my, my wa- family, bro. Hey, I'll, I'll walk with your family if you
2: run. I got no, you. No, no, you don't no. I don't worry need You can go ahead and run, Carl. You go ahead and
1: run. I got Trey in the stroller, Avery in the stroller, and Candace. So listen, man. Atl, if you want to come out, my family will be there. Carl's family, East family. We're gonna do the five k in the morning. I, I did the five k last year. It was phenomenal. Curt and the guys over at Patchwork did a great job setting it up. Nice sponsorships. Uh, afterwards, you know, we have some food, you know, refreshments, whole nine. So just come hang out with us um, in Atlanta that morning, and then be ready for a dynamic. Conference that evening we look forward to seeing you there August 6th those tickets are available at etinspires.com. let's jump into the segment Everybody knows and loves: ask ET ET what do you think About Kevin Durant Joining the Mm, Golden mm, State mm. Warriors Should we just mail Mm, it in mm, Should we not even watch the (laughs) NBA next
0: season (laughs) Uh, I I Will be real with y'all y'all gonna laugh At me but I promise you It didn't it didn't really move me Like that I've seen this Before you know the mailman, the glove. Oh no, yeah, I know, gotta stop to you know. there. Let me say uh, something. The
1: mailman <laughs> was more like the snail man. By the time he got to the Lakers, I, I, he was about. I, four. You know what I'm was just saying? The see, glove had turned into the mitt.
0: By the time he got I've there, i seen this with I, yeah, KD is still in before, his prime. Though. I'm gonna need you to take that back. Yeah, i seen it. I've I seen it with the Atlanta Hawks back in the day. I've I seen it happen before, and I, I just believe that's why you play the game. You know, they went 73 and nine this year and was supposed to win it all, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, what I'm saying that didn't happen. So I wasn't really moved by, it. you know, maybe if they win the championship, I might be, and I don't even know that him coming is why, like, I think if they had kept the team they had, they still had a chance. You know, people, I, I, people kill me, you know, with like current events, like, bro, they lost to the Cleveland lost to them a year before they lost to Cleveland this year. It, it, both of them game six, game seven, like, it, it wasn't a big disparity between the two teams. So I didn't think they needed to make a trade and they still had a chance to go back and try to, you know, the thrill in Manila. He go the third one. Who gonna win the third one? So I don't know that I believe KD going over there is the answer. So we'll see though. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not really well, two things, I will say this.
1: Two things for me.
0: I will say this though. Uh-huh. See, I'm pissed at Stephen A. Smith. You know, I don't think you had a right to call nobody a punk or soft you know KD paid his dues and it wasn't illegal what he did you know it is it's not dishonorable Yeah what I don't he agree with, I don't I, I don't think time. so
1: either e, but you don't have a little concern about the team that just beat you like like so this I let me don't. hold on Carl let me let me draw this illusion right so let's yeah, say we we going for title of the number one speaker in the world with Tony Robbins and we up against Tony right it's us Tony Tony us we get up a couple games Tony and them come through, beat us in a dramatic seven-game series. And then we like, shoot, we got to go back to training camp. You know, we hurt, man. Shoot, we should have beat Tony and them. We got right there, came down to the last very second. And me being, you being the the number one, man, so we'll say me. Let's say I say, yo, Ed, man, I appreciate all these years of love and support. I'm about to go join Tony Robbins' squad. (laughs) Y'all, you and Carl, man, it's been real. I love y'all. You know, I know we was right there for number one, but I'm about to go over there and, and join Tony's squad, see if they'll have me on as a brand consultant. And um, I love y'all, man. It's been a great
0: 10 years. I'm out of here. You don't think that there's something wrong with that? I don't. I'll I tell you this. I think it's something wrong if we do it because of the culture that we have bought into. But come on, man. Everybody trying to act like LeBron didn't do it. KG didn't do LeBron it. LeBron had Boston.
1: LeBron was playing with me, you and Carl when he left.
0: It, it don't you make a difference. You He had they had a yeah. squad. Yeah, but you're trying to make it like that make a difference. So what? We had a squad. We had a squad. We went to the right, championship. Right, but I'm saying you, no, no, no I'm saying though, no, you lost and you had the squad intact to come back and compete. But I, but I lost four. I went four years ago and lost, and it took me almost four years to get back to not even the championship, not even to the NBA Finals. I got doggone beating the Western Conference Finals. Up 3-1. I didn't even make it back. But I, but I was in the NBA Finals and I didn't make it. So what makes me think? Now I ain't even been back there in four or five years. What makes you think that this team is gonna get me back there again? It's not well, gonna team, happen. Well, I you the, to the main finals. guy
1: on the team. You need to be thinking you gonna make it happen.
0: Well, let me just say this, and again, in a generation, and y'all can make up all these scenarios, KG left and went to a winning squad. LeBron left and went to a winning squad. Nobody talk about what you left. What you went to, you went to a team to win the finals, and you went to Boston and you won one. You was tired of Minnesota. You was tired of Cleveland. You went and you won won. one. So the fact that KD team is better, should that make him stay? No, it should make him stay. He wants to ultimately do the exact same thing that these other dudes have done. That's lead a team to go to a team that's going to get him a better chance to win a championship.
1: I don't know, man, especially to the team that just beat you, though. That's the thing that it, like you didn't go to like the you, Spurs or nothing. Like you went to the team, y'all was up three one. Like you know how devastated you must have been. Why didn't that just push you to be like, yo, I'm going back in the gym, and I promise you, I'll never have this feeling again in life. It's
0: see, it's not. It, it would be one thing if you said it was. It was like out of the culture. It's what these kids do. They transfer from D1 teams to go to another team. Not make I feel it right you, though. Imagine, this is, this generation is what they do. AA team, you got AAU kids who leave in one high school to go. It's a part of the culture now. When I was growing up, Tony Dorsett was with Dallas. Isaiah's was with the Pistons. Nowadays, other than Kobe Bryant and and um, the Mr. Fundamental Tim Duncan. All these guys are switching. You can't even buy a jersey no more. You can't even <laughs> buy a trading card. They all moving around every doggone year. So KD is not the first one to do it. It's a part of this culture. It's something new that these kids, LeBron even said it. I like to play with this person, this person, this person. They would have never, Isaiah would have never played with Larry Bird. Larry Bird would have never played with Michael Jordan. It's a new brand. I'm not against these kids, but it's a new culture, and they all are going where they have the benefit fit of winning a championship or making good money in an endorsement so I can't be mad at my man he doing what the rest of them doing
2: so in, in a weird sense all it is is that we've just gone to a more selfish society I mean bottom line like I'm going ah, to well, look out for my intention that's what me. it is I'm going to tell you like this for me.
1: that one championship LeBron got beat out with, with, with Cleveland that he got I guarantee it, Trump, he could have won 25 rings with Miami, and that one he got for Cleveland would have been sweeter. So if so, if KD go there next year and win with Golden State, I don't see how you can be fully like, yes, I finally right, did right, it. Yeah. But we I'm a yeah. champion. But we were saying the
0: same thing about LeBron. We were saying the same thing about LeBron when he left to go to Miami. Yeah, absolutely, we well, he was and he came back. back
1: and redeemed himself. So... KD, you got four years to get your butt back to uh, OKC and win one for (laughs) them too.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And I'm saying the odds of that happening is slim to none. Oh, slim to none. What what,
0: what was the odds of LeBron? Oh, I knew he was coming back. It was slim Uh, to
2: none. Yeah, it's not far fetched for LeBron to come back. You knew his heart was still in Cleveland. No, I did. I was not sure they could win the
1: championship because I I, I mean, you heard about how we talked about Golden State all year. I just didn't think it was possible for them to beat Golden State. But he stepped up and did what he had to do, and they did. So I agree with you on the championship, but I knew he would go back and try to get one for Cleveland because you can't just leave your hometown devastated like that and never come back. And so he did. But I'm saying like, so E, let me pay this KG is the man. Next year they go on, let's say they win 75 games. They go 75 and 7. They run through the playoffs, and I'm talking about they putting up 170 a game. KD win the chip. Does he feel as good winning that chip as he would have if he was in
0: OKC? Absolutely. Oh, LeBron not. let me tell you something. LeBron looked like he was enjoying when he won his in Miami. He don't look like he was having no issues. But it, we were starting to the question. I didn't it's say is he gonna be
1: happy. The question was as happy.
0: How happy was LeBron when he won in Miami? I don't
1: think I, I think if you had uh. I think if we had LeBron here right now and say, yo, be real, scale of one to hundred, the Cleveland Championship versus the two Heat Boys. He'd probably be like the Heat boys at a five. The Cleveland one at 199. I guarantee you. without one for Cleveland. Why? Because that's where you started. And so it did look like a bit of a shortcut. You know what I'm saying? Miami looked like a bit of a shortcut to the ring. Now, you came back and got it. All is forgiven. But I'm saying, KD, it looked like a shortcut to the ring if y'all win this year.
2: That That's the exact thing where where I have a fault with it, see, because it's the shortcut to success. Now, like he said, ain't nothing illegal. But you're not grinding it out did the it same. Though. By the way, does anybody KG find it ironic
1: it. that the new generation is arguing for the old rules and the old generation <laughs> arguing <laughs> no, for the new rules? I just don't know if anybody no, listening no. to the podcast has peeked no, that out. No, no. The E.T. Mister <laughs> uh, Fire and Brimstone Iron Cast. Yeah. Uh, Steel man is now saying it's cool for the team jump. I'm yeah, just no.
0: saying that we've been doing it since KG and everybody's like KG the man. He won, but he did the same thing. He brought over great players. I, I, and e, I can't even agree.
2: Yes or no. E, because KG is different because he put ye- how many years was he in Minnesota first?
0: How many years was KD OK OKC? He was there for nine years. What but do y'all saying, want? No, for no, Carl? no,
2: listen to the difference, The level difference,
1: of though. team has to play some type absolutely. of role. Absolutely,
2: I was going there. See, I was just going there. Yeah, the, who Again, KG had KG compared G to had who KD had?
1: Me, had. you, and Carl in the starting <laughs> five. I'm I'm factoring that in, bro. Who are you playing with? Okay, if your organization has done absolutely nothing to get a squad around you, then I'm down for you to be like, yo, I, th- it ain't never gonna work here. I gotta go. But when you have yeah. a team that was up 3-1 on a team that went 73-9 and broke the doggone record, and you that close to victory, I need you to come back and make it happen. Now, I'm going to switch focus real quick because we don't want to PTI it out too long. But the first thing that I thought about when they didn't win the ring and, or, or when they didn't advance and then when KD said he was gone is something he told me years ago that I didn't believe him when it happened, and that was as much as he got love for Westbrook and KD, E told me years ago, they would never win a ring together.
2: Never win a ring together, I remember that, yeah.
1: And we had that, and I I actually was debating E saying, nah man, you see how cold Westbrook is, KD together, like, yo, they gonna win a ring. And E was like, you can't have two, somebody gotta be willing to take that back seat. And um, I don't think anybody ever deferred, and I think that was an issue. And you might say, "Oh, D-Wade and LeBron played together, but D-Wade had clearly surrendered the one spot to LeBron when LeBron came over. Clearly. there was a clear hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So, E, I got to give you your props in saying that, yo, as much as you love them individually, you never thought it would work as a collective unit. And, And we would always compare it to you, I, and Carl in that, like, yo, E is the clear, undisputed leader of the company. Now, I do a lot. And every, I remember one time, remember that one time I was speaking at the conference I was going in for like a half hour straight and didn't get a broader E and E always be telling me to do that. Then I did it and after the conference he called me Westbrook, but I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> but um but but he was always saying like, "Yo, the reason that we are able to survive is because me and you clearly understand like, yo, I'm the two man." Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't Absolutely. I never signed up to be a two man, I am definitely right. the Scottie Pippen on this team and I got and I'm okay in that role, and I understand it. And that's what has allowed us to have that success. Carl coming in, he like, yo, I'm Ibaka. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or I'm Dennis Rodman. I'm that third man, that Scott, you know, Jordan, no Scotty. And then I'm coming in with Rodman. Carl going to rebound. He going to play defense, do all the dirty stuff don't nobody else want to do. And that's why we have been, you know, had that success as a unit. Because we don't have the two-headed monster, and you know, that ends up fighting each other sometimes. And I think... The biggest reason KD probably left is because, as much as they said, "Oh, we cool. That's my homie. Yeah, no, we best friends, brothers. Ah, oh, everybody in the media got it wrong." I think that that tension that you spoke of years ago um, was probably their their greatest undoing at the end.
0: Yeah.
2: Not yeah. not to be see, but Kobe and Shaq. I'm mean, just saying, you you got yep. that as a track record. Oh yeah, and, you know, flat it, out, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, it just ain't gonna work.
1: Kobe and Shaq. And then if anybody saw the 30 for 30, which I was so late on, but I did want to watch it. I, I end up catching it. The um, the Orlando Magic one with Shaq and Penny. Same yeah, thing happened yeah. to them.
2: Same thing. Yeah. 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 So it just ain't gonna
1: work. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's our that that I guess end our. Oh, and shout out to Did we talk about Denzel getting drafted by the Bulls? Shout out to Denzel. Um, I think we did. Yeah, I think we did talk about that, but he got picked up by the Bulls. um, And so shout out to him and all the Spartans, you know, who made um, the NBA team, Summer League, whatever. No doubt. Shout out to Um, y'all. Let's go to another question. That is from, let's see, Mike in Delaware wants to know, ET, how are your 2016 goals looking as of now that we're past
0: the halfway point? Wow, man. That's all I can say, man. I'm so proud you know, or this team. I'm so grateful. I don't got to go and get traded off nowhere. Uh, you know, Hey, we are, uh, hey, we
1: are accepting offers though. If somebody want to put a Tony Robbins or a Les Brown on the market, we're willing to hear what, you, what else you got to offer. We might need a late second round too.
0: <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, man. This has been incredible. This has been an incredible year. And the only thing, it's only one thing that we have not accomplished that we set out to, and it's not because we haven't had a gazillion opportunities. It's just, we're not desperate, you know, and we understand our value and we're gonna wait it out until we get the best opportunity. So this has been a phenomenal year for my wife's health, a phenomenal year in that I'm an empty nester, you know, a phenomenal phenomenal year in terms of the quality of engagements, and the impact that I'm able to have on the world. And like I said, it's all my team, man. You know, all I have to do is get up and speak. They really set the, the table, set the atmosphere. Uh, if you've been watching the TGIMs, listening to the podcast, like this has been the most phenomenal and productive year we've had. I think we've gotten more done in half a year than we've gotten done in a full year in previous years.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think
0: e, we, we're starting to
1: catch our stride and working smarter like you know a lot of the you know our our previous years guys were spent in that exploratory phase and so we had a lot of wasted movement if you will and now I think like everything that we do you know is just having a greater impact and so I agree with you a thousand percent on that man 2016 it is flying but I promise you man we getting stuff done and um, it's been amazing Let's see. Um, Henry in the UK wants to know, CJ, are you getting any sleep? How is Miss Avery? Uh, thanks for asking, Henry. Uh, Avery is, is great. She's precious, man. Um, she is, I mean, I don't know. I, she's just, she's an angel. She is, uh, she's sleeping and eating as babies do. She's three weeks and some change now. And so she's great. Uh, her little brother, on the other hand, is, um, you know, he's the one who kind of, he turning up a little bit. He not still not sure how this dynamic is working in his favor. Um, but everybody is good, man. Wife is great. Uh, family's good. Ready to take them up to Michigan to see the rest of the family here uh, um, for the boot camp next week. Um, so yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, Samir in South Africa wants to know, E.T., how do you know when it's time to take a vacation? Samir, E. lives on vacation. I just told you, bro. I know that's he, right. He's in the Ritz-Carlton recording his podcast <laughs> on the beach right now with, with, with ballet wine service. You know what I'm saying? What, what do you mean, when is it
0: time? He live on vacation. I know that's right. And and I'm hoping one day you will, right, well, too. Some of us still um, got to
1: do the dirty work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Say, oh, I was talking about her. I was talking oh, about oh, her. For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, yeah, not, not um, to think,
2: Eve, but remember that quote? No, we saw a quote when we were in Phoenix, I believe, yeah. and it said, live what life said. on vacation, man. Vacation. E, you can speak yeah. to it, but it changed your perspective just in terms of yeah, being, well, uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Go for it, Hey, well, I'm trying not to make it a uh, theoretic. I'm trying to actually <laughs> practice that joke. Actually, vacationing uh-huh. is
1: for when you completed your goals, <laughs> And right, right, right. get out of here. He get done young. been in New York, you yeah. all in Brooklyn shopping. <laughs> yeah, hey in Miami on South Beach.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I would say this to you. Um, you should automatically, when you're younger, like C said, uh, you know, when we were just getting started, it was something that, you know, wasn't necessarily on our brain. So I, I used to have to force the guys to say, hey, at this particular time, you know, hey, Carl, you might want to go to Barbados, or you might want to take your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you have to schedule in, in in the earlier years, like your formative years of like your career. You got kind of, you know, what I'm saying like as you're building your brand and deciding who you are and all of that. You're just not gonna have enough time to think about vacation, you know. So while you're forming that company, just say every six months, you know, uh, twice a year. You know, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, when things aren't not, you know, and then like for real though, as you are um, establishing your identity and your company is really starting to take off, I think at that point, it should really be scheduled in. You know, like it should be a part of your vision statement, you know, so it's a part of your 2000 and, you know, whatever that year is, goals, because, because, because it's important to push the refresh button, you know, it's important, your only, your, your health Mental, emotional, you're only as good as your mental and emotional health, you know, so you gotta take care of yourself. So I I do believe that um, at least, you know, once or twice a year you need to do something where you can just get away and then I believe, you know, for those of you who are new, you should probably just go to maybe a hotel, like a staycation, you know, but find a nice hotel where you and your family can go to and just get away from your house and maybe get away from your, like, you know, daily routine and even if you have to do something in your local town, you can still take a break, get a massage, you know, pedicure, manicure, your wife, whatever, shopping, going out to eat, but just shut everything down, you know, from Friday to Monday, I think would be a good practice.
1: John in Australia said, E.T., do you ever get nervous? You seem so confident all the time. Hey, John, let me tell you Uh, something. He called me nervous last week, uh, when he almost burned the house down. (laughs) Oh, I know that's right. Yo, that Yo E, please tell the people how you almost uh, uh, set your whole house on fire and had to well, cancel can an this? engagement and rush home yeah, with the I, fire I, department well, at the house.
0: Well, I did. I did cancel the <laughs> engagement. But uh, uh, he said almost. I did cancel right. it. Well, almost um, burned
1: the house down. Canceled the engagement. Yeah, Almost burned the so, house down.
0: Yeah, so why don't we do this? Because I really do want to get into that whole piece, and I, as a lesson. In okay. There, okay. So why don't we do that? The okay, next we'll save podcast. it for the
1: next one. We'll save it for the next one. <laughs> All right, I got one more then. So we'll say, hey, so make sure y'all tune in next week to find out how the hip-hop preacher almost burned the house <laughs> to the doggone ground. And I am not playing. We have visual proof that Carl can put up on the website. Um, real quick, last question. Hello, <laughs> I have. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> the last question comes from Muhammad. He says, "Et, what audience would you like to address that you have not had a chance to address yet?"
2: Hmm, interesting question.
1: Yeah, I thought that was a real good question.
0: Yeah, I like to. I like to um, address my uh, Latino, um, you know, community in Spanish. I took courses when I was in college and. I always felt in my spirit that that was something that I needed to master and I didn't, you know uh, I did what I had to do to finish, you know, school get a good grade in that course Um, But I really didn't, you know, I didn't want 20 that I'm gonna be honest I didn't want 20 that and it's something that haunts me even today You know, I'm constantly thinking about the opportunity that I had to learn the language and not knowing what I know now When I worked at Michigan State University, I'm in Miami like CJ says a lot of work that I do Shout out to the Latino community. Um, I have, man. You talk about b- believing in our brand and philosophically, you know, holding true to 120 and the grind. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, so I do regret that I didn't learn the language because I think I would have a much closer relationship, you know, with a lot of the students that I work with. You know, if I would have embraced, you know, the language fully, so. Uh, if I get that opportunity one day, that would mean that I had learned to speak the language fluently, so that's the, that's probably the population the long the loan to speak to one day that I haven't had a chance to and I know of course you know that there are kids who and people you know from you know, Cuba or people from Mexico or people from Spain, even though that's a different you know dialect, whatever that I have spoken to who speak English, but I'm saying in their native uh, tongue I haven't been able to do that, and that's one of my dreams.
1: Hmm. Good answer to a good question. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, Well, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here and get into E.T.'s nugget of the day. Uh, Again, guys, you know how we do, man. We appreciate all your feedback. Go online, leave us a review at iTunes, man. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Leave those five stars for us so we can get that ranking up. Uh, We're trying to do it the the right way, you know, and keep giving y'all this fresh heat. Every week, man, and we we're hoping you're enjoying it. We're hoping, you know, it helps you get through your day, man. Thank you for all your, your, your testimonials and feedback and emails and reviews where you're saying, hey, I listen to you guys on my way to work, listen to you guys on the bus, on, on, you know, whatever, at the gym. Shout out to everybody listening at the gym, you know, right now. So we just appreciate all the good feedback. If you guys can go leave us that review, that would help us out tremendously. Also, remember, this podcast was brought to you by BreatheUniversity.com, the training system that the three minds that you listen to every week have come up with. Carl said in seven to ten days we're going to have a brand new system. It's going to be crazy. We look forward to seeing you guys on there and connecting with us on the phone, connecting with us, you know, the entrepreneurs that we bring on, the business opportunities that... You know the BU students have we look forward to doing all that and of course we look forward to seeing you august 6th in atl for that 5k in the morning and the average skill phenomenal wheel conference that night with that being said et take us out of here with hey that.
0: Well, see what up though i yeah, was just going to say you s- was going i got said you early e. i get got some you BU stuff yeah, yeah okay
2: all right. Well, I was going to ask you. Sorry, y'all e, might have messed up. I was going to ask you. See, don't do them like that. It's about 16 podcasts where E was calling out for Serena, and we ain't gave him oh, a chance to say nothing. My bad. Yeah, Ooh. we can't We can't do like that, E. So I heard what you said. I thought e, so he was going to roll that into his that.
1: nugget of the day. Oh, he might had to nah, now. You nah, know what I'm nah, saying? I didn't nah, know if nah, he was nah, gonna what gonna what going to talk about run. his little bumblebee
0: at, 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 <laughs> in the nugget <laughs> of the day. No, nah, no. Nah, I definitely wasn't going to do
1: that, but I, I do want to oh, say Oh, yeah, please. I had a nice little rollout, you know, to end the show, but I got you. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and take it back. I ain't tripping.
0: Hey, I got all day, baby. I know, that's right. I appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, man, no, for real. I just want to, first of all, just, man, mad shout out, you know. Can um, we just say that she
1: didn't need you after all? We thought, you know, uh, we calling for it. Can we say that first before we start this
0: soliloquy? I'm so, and and I'm so grateful that she didn't. Um, I promise you, I'm so grateful. Y'all know my man. Y'all know my love, man. But let me say this, man. Richard Williams. Shout out to Richard Williams. We cannot, you know, overlook the visionary. We cannot overlook. And I'm talking to all my fathers out there. You know, all my parents out there. This did not start with Serena. This did not start with Venus. This started with Richard Williams, who had a dream that his daughters would dominate they would dominate the tennis world and he did just that you know shout out to venus who pos- who positioned her sister who prepared her sister for this greatness you know and had it not been for venus serena probably wouldn't have been here you know so mad shout out to her sister being there to support her when you talk about taking that second role you've never seen jealousy or envy See, you've never seen disdain come from venus she always talked well of her sister always did whatever she could to put her in the best position you know shout out to the williams sisters you know playing each other you know in the majors never never done on the level that they've done it uh so re- uh both of them have gone through medical challenges and venus has bounced back from her medical challenges to be the oldest uh tennis player to ever play in the um, quarterfinals in the uh semifinals you know, of a Wimbledon. You know, shout out for all of her victories. And then man, for Serena, oh man, finally getting it done. And I know she was saying like the 22 is not the goal and I feel her hundred percent, but I'm so grateful she did it. USA, Steffi Graf is not, you know, a US citizen. So, you know, so shout out to Serena bringing it home, the year of the Olympics, you know, and uh, I'm just so proud of the family. The family is there, you know, family supports, sisters, nephews, mom, dad has supported all these years. And then, man, shout out to Beyonce, man. You know, one strong sister coming to support another strong sister, you know, and being there uh, during the time, you know, she won the Wimbledon and just showing up to the actual games. Um, And so, man, I just want to just the Williams family, just, man, mad shout out. Um, and then, of course, many of you seen the, um, the, the BBC um, video that they put together where Serena is doing Maya Angelou's, you know, I rise, you know. And so just shout out to her. Man, what a, what a, man, this, this is for the USA. This is for every kid from Saginaw, Michigan, from Compton, you know, every little, um, you know, African-American girl who um, is breaking you know, breaking into an industry that perhaps uh, initially they they, they weren't there in numbers. I mean, this speaks volumes to so many different, for women, you know, this just speaks volumes, man. So shout out to Serena. I know 22 is not the end. I know that at some point she's gonna get that 23, that 24, that 25. And I'm also believing that Venus, you know, is gonna continue to dominate as well. And then congratulations to them for winning the doubles, the the women's doubles you know, in, in, um, you know in, in the Wimbledon, man, so. The doubles yeah, man, ain't even so fair, can we just
1: them, say man. that? Like, they might to well cancel yeah, nah, the doubles, for real. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, be for real. Yeah. So I'm just saying, bro, I watch the doubles like, oh, yeah. they don't stand a chance. They like moving in unison, like they connected at the brain. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no doubt, definitely shout out to Serena. I ain't mean to forget Serena, but listen, if you want to get to that 23, I know who you need to call. You know what I'm saying? For sure you ain't gonna hit that 23 without my boy.
0: No, no, no. She for sure you ain't gonna do 23. Do now you got 22.
1: I ain't say you will not gonna get 22. Yeah. But for sure you ain't gonna get 23 without the hip hop preacher. So no doubt, congrats. Uh, she'll to get Christine 24, 25. Hey, E, yeah. um, get us out of here on this uh, nugget of the day. I hear my, my daughter making some noise, so I'm gonna go do some yeah, just, fatherly duties just with don't Yeah,
0: Yeah, just, just a question, you know, just a question. I just want to go a little in a different direction today. But how long are you gonna hold on to a sinking ship? You know, I'm speaking to somebody out there, you know, you, you, you just don't value yourself in a way you should value yourself. You know, you are accepting things that you shouldn't accept. You know, maybe relationships or, you know, you're, 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 you're in a profession that you just don't value yourself that you shouldn't be in, you know? It's a sinking ship. When are you gonna let go? You know, when you going to let go? When, when are you going to realize that you are a royal priesthood, that you're a chosen generation? When are you going to realize, you know, that you are your queen or a king? Like, when are you going to return to your dominance? Or when are you going to accept your dominance? Like, when are you going to let go of that lack mentality? And it's like it's always this person is, you know, successful, that person, but not me. And so it's just woe is me and I'm just going to stay in this place. When, 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 when are you going to let go? When are you gonna let go of that sinking ship and just let that sucker go down and you rise? You rise to the occasion. You rise to the level that you were destined to rise to. You know, so it's your boy E.T. Like I said, I'm going in a different direction. I want you to just go find a mirror right now. Go find a mirror. Like, don't play yourself. Don't, Don't try to escape this one. Go look in the mirror and ask yourself, how long will I hold on to the sinking ship? And I hope the answer is not long. Appreciate
1: that, E.T. As always, the nugget of the day, man. Go to breatheuniversity.com. Go leave us that review on iTunes. We out of here. We'll see you next week.
0: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make that you concentrate on this opportunity.